something I had to go do. Uh, I don't really know the end result. All I know is I want to go to all the capitals. I want to look for the symbolism and whatever I find, I find, and I will find some sort of inspiration as I go. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal list. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. At this time, I'd like to welcome my guest for today. His name is Gary Flanagan. Gary's a retired guy living the dream of uh, traveling and goes by the name of Thor with his grandchildren. Gary, thanks for being here today. Oh, you're very welcome, Roger. My pleasure. <laughs> so tell us, what did you cross off your list? Well, the one that we first connected on would be uh, visiting all 51 state capitals. Okay. Great. Yeah. And so you say you say 51. Explain the one. Okay. About? Uh, well, Washington D.C. is a is a state. Well, it's a U.S. capital, so it's it counts as all fifty-one U.S. capitals. And I was looking for the closest church to every state capital, and it's a long story, but uh, I was able to cross that off my list in 2013 uh, within a three-month period. So uh, the average person in the United States, is well, at least what I've read, is that they, they visit 12 states. Like that's the average number of states. What made, the, so, so going to all 50, 51 is a huge thing, you know, visiting all those capitals. What made you decide to do that? What, what crawl or in your brain to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this? Yeah, well, the, um, the, the idea started back in 2001, really about visiting all 50 states. And uh, I was actually looking at a map of uh, all the coins, the US mm. coins, when they first came out with all the state things. Uh, and my, my goddaughter at the time said to me, Uncle Gary, can you actually go to all 50 states? You know, and she was looking at this map. So uh, I had a lot of background with routing, uh, with USA Today, routing, uh, delivery routes, those type of things. So I said, yeah, sure, I could figure that out, right? So that, that actually started it in the in the summer of 2001. Um, I got the family involved with it. You know, four out of the five in the family were available for that summer. So I asked my boss for some time off and uh, we went out and we did all 50 states in, for that summer from June through August. You, um, did, you did this in one summer? Yes, that was the first trip. Wow. Of course, yeah, once you start doing 50 state trips, you're like, okay, well, that was fun. Um, so how, so did, how did you, you said you had some experience with routing. This is all by car, I'm assuming, except, of course, for maybe Alaska and Hawaii, this is like all driving? Correct, correct. all driving. Uh, I actually, we, we went out and I looked for vans uh, and I found a conversion van. That we that would make it a little bit more comfortable for everybody, and okay. we drove drove the forty eight, flew to Alaska and Hawaii, uh, in summer of two thousand one. 
And so what, what constitutes, I know there's some debate, at least online, I know there's debate on everything online, but there's debate online about what constitutes actually visiting a state if you're doing these kind of trips. So, so for that first trip that you did, what was, what was the, what would you use as your, as your base for actually visiting? Was it just driving through or what was the criteria? Well, it was driving through. We tried to do as many things as we could along the way. We knew people across the country because I was a big fan of Peter Frampton and we had gone to some live shows. Uh, almost all fem- members of the family had a artist that they liked. Oh, okay. uh, so we got to see some concerts along the way. Um, of course, we met people that we knew from across the country, but hadn't actually visited them in person. So we did some of that. Uh, and then landmarks that, uh, you know, okay. we're all kind of interested in. And if we could get close enough to it and I could route close enough to it, we would do that. So it was literally a uh, kind of day by day. I had I had a plan, but it didn't mm. have to stick completely to the plan. Uh, and, you know, we, we got to see all kinds of stuff, glaciers in Alaska, um, uh, Yellowstone. Old Faithful, uh, the Grand Canyon on the way back. I mean, just all kinds of things. And, and it, you said, it was, that, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it was free flowing, um, but with the kind of a rough plan that we had to accomplish it so that we could cross everything off. Yeah. How to get the date signs, those type of things. Okay, all right. So, um, so you it was you and and who else? You said three other people. Yeah. My wife, my uh, my daughter. My, and my youngest son were able to make that trip. Mm-hmm. My oldest son at the time was in college up in Maine and you know, he wasn't able to make the trip. But two years later, uh, my, my oldest son and, and myself, we went on another 50 state trip uh, for another reason. We did all 50 states in eight days and 20 minutes. That's cannibal runnish. Right it, well, it was, it was. And uh, the... <laughs> The reason we did that is because we had both read a book about uh, this guy, Ron Ayers, who had ridden a motorcycle to 49 states in seven days. Wow. He wrote a book about it called Against the Wind. And we had both happened to have read that, you know, from Christmas on. I, I saw it. I gave it to him. Um, and he was still in college in Maine. And uh, the other thing that happened after we both read that book, there was this big fire in Rhode Island, and you may have remembered it, mm-hmm. uh, at the station uh, nightclub. Uh, Great White was performing, and they lit off some flares, and yeah. other people died, that whole thing. So we lived in Rhode Island, you know, um, and kind of Rhode Island, everybody knows everybody in one, you know, kind of a Kevin Bacon way, <laughs> six degrees six of separation. Right. So, I mean, it really hit home. We weren't at the fire, but being people that you know a family that like to go to live concerts right that kind of hit home it could have been us just as easily uh we weren't fans of great white but it was a local nightclub that you know on any given night if we were all around we could go to that anyway so that really hit home and we decided to uh hey ron Ayers did it in 49 states in seven days on a motorcycle why not you know us trying to do that maybe raise some money for the victims in that oh that's awesome Already had the conversion van, and Pete said, "Yeah, hey, one of us can sleep, one of us can drive." Oh wow! Let's give it a shot. So we actually uh, drove across the country. Um, he had a summer break. He had 
he had maybe two weeks, two, three weeks that he had a break on. So we drove across the country to Hyder, Alaska, which is the southernmost drivable point in Alaska, uh, which is where Ron Ayers actually finished his trip and uh, said, okay, let's start. And we drove down to Seattle, flew over to Honolulu, literally, uh, actually Maui, literally got off the airplane, <laughs> walked through the lobby, got back in line to go back on the next plane, and then got to Seattle and then drove the rest of the way. So we drove 49 states in that particular wow. trip. Uh, and finished eight days, 20 minutes later, which at the time, after I did some research, was the fastest anybody had ever done, 50 states. Um, it's been broken a number of times since. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they do call that the cannibal, right? The cannibal, that is the cannibal. Well, yeah, we didn't call it that at the time. We were just trying to raise some money and, you know, hey, if that guy could do it in 49, day, uh, 49 states in seven days on a motorcycle, why couldn't we, right? Right. Sure. It was basically that, that kind of motivation. Um, but after, you know, you did some research, then I really started researching the 50 state thing as far as who's done it fastest. Uh, you know, how many people have done it right that kind of thing and like hey yeah i i got a trend going now i've done two of these you know and so i kind of put that in my in my pocket and said one of these days you know I, i'll probably do another one what's the next big thing uh to me it would be capitals okay because the capitals are harder to route uh, right i was just about to ask what were some of the differences between those you know actually just doing the trips and going to the capitals and how did that change your timeframes and stuff? Yeah, that, that completely changed it. Cause I, when I decided to go to the capitals, I, I had no time frame as to when I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time I, we lived in Rhode Island, you know, about 10 years passed from 2003 to 2013 when I decided to do the capitals, we had moved to Tennessee and uh, I actually, I worked for USA today for many years in circulation to you know designing routes delivery mm -hmm. routes things, things like that uh and they let me go in january of 2013 and just kind of like yep, bye uh, it's yeah. time <laughs> you know and there was a big layoff a lot of people got, got laid off but they gave me what they call a separation package mm -hmm. i had 22 years of experience so they gave me 22 weeks of you know not bad uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this? Um, so, you know, it was one of those packages that if you got a job in the meantime, the package would stop, you know. So I was kind of, you know, just looking around. And I woke up one morning <laughs> with the idea of separation of church and state in my, in my head. Mm. And I'm like, go ahead, Google it, you know, figure out what it really is. I really hadn't done any research. I had no real past history of looking at church or political or anything like that. But it was, I woke up and I said, yeah, let me, what's this about? And literally uh, I said, I'm going to go to Google and type mm -hmm. in separation of church and state. And it popped up two names. Um, Thomas Jefferson was the first one and Roger Williams, <laughs> not you. Not <laughs> I, me. I don't think, maybe, maybe you've done some other stuff. I don't know, but <laughs> Uh, Roger Williams is the second name. And I went, huh. So uh, Roger Williams connection to your time in, in Rhode Island. Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. And the strange thing was they really didn't teach much about Roger Williams, even though he was the founder of Rhode Island, right. uh, going through school. So I said, well, okay, let's dig a little deeper. And I dug deeper and I looked at the two statements that 
that both of them had made that kind of led to that metaphor being developed, Thomas Jefferson and Roger Williams. Thomas Jefferson talks about walls of separation and it was, you know, uh, a letter from the Baptist when he first became president, he was responding to it. Right. Then I looked and people said, well, Roger Williams actually did this before Thomas Jefferson did. He had a letter that he was responding to a, you know, a, a colleague or, a, a, um, you know, someone he was always arguing with back in the day in the 1600s in Boston. And he basically use that same metaphor in you know the words of the day right very eloquent of course and a lot of words uh but talking about a hedge or a wall of separation between what he called the garden of the god and the wilderness of the world hmm. and i i looked at that and i went hedge wall of separation and the strangest thing happened i was like I, I lived in Rhode Island. I delivered all over Rhode Island. I know Rhode Island. I know the state house. Wait a minute. There is a wall and a hedge <laughs> running down the left side of the state house that separates, you know, this, they actually have a garden of heroes and, and churches around it. You know, I'm like, yeah. isn't that strange? Is that really symbolism? And then I thought about the first Baptist church in America that Roger Williams had founded, which is only about a mile away. On, on the hill coming down from Brown University. And sure enough, there's a hedge going around mm -hmm. that church. Now, hedges are fairly common, right? Sure. But that at that point, it said to me, hedges, walls, church symbolism. I wonder if this is intentional or can I find this anywhere else? And since I had already done two, you know, two 50 state trips, I was like, what's my next one going to be? I just had the separation and then it all came together. I'm like, I'm going to go to all the capitals. I'm going to look for the closest church to each capital. And I'm going to just photograph it, write down about it, figure it out, research it, you know, and just see what I find. And so and what see did, if there is truly symbolism. Yeah. And uh, what did, what did you find when you traveled around the, you all know, kind, uh, all kinds of things. Um, the first at the time that was March. Um, and I lived in Tennessee I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm going to do this. How am I going to figure this out? And I literally had it kind of like, I'm going to start in Washington, D.C. Because mm -hmm. it was March. There was actually a big storm going across the north at the time. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to go play in the snow too much. So mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. and just see what I find and then start heading south and go state by state. And I don't know how long this is going to last. I literally told my wife, Marie, I'm like, I just got to go do this. <laughs> yeah. It was just something I had to go do. Uh, I don't really know the end result. All I know is I want to go to all the capitals. I want to look for the symbolism and whatever I find, I find, and I will find some sort of inspiration as I go. Sure. And that's what I did. <laughs> I started in Washington, D.C. And um, literally, I, I just walked to the back of the Capitol drove to the back of the Capitol and it was early in the morning. It was like four or five o'clock because that's the easiest way to get in and out. Mm -hmm. You don't really want to play Washington DC traffic no. unless you have to. So uh, I started looking around and right behind the Capitol is uh, of course the Supreme Court and the Library of Congress. Mm -hmm. Library of Congress is Jeff called the Jefferson Building. Okay, first connection right there. Symbolism maybe, right? <laughs> If you walk down between the Supreme Court and the Library of Congress and you walk down, 
that neighborhood back there, as I started walking around and, and just driving around a little bit, there's seven churches sitting there, seven different churches, seven different faiths, you know, Lutherans, the first one, there was a Catholic, St. Joseph, where Robert F. Kennedy was, you know, um, laid out and all that, mm. um, you know, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Methodist, I mean, they're all there, you know, and, and it's like, this, they're all kind of clustered behind the Capitol. I'm like, well, to me, that's symbolism. That's right. kind of almost the same thing I saw up in Rhode Island, just in a different way. I'm like, oh, this could be fun, <laughs> you know? So I, I literally then drove over to the Jefferson Memorial, took a bunch of pictures there and started reading, you know, the words of Jefferson and some of it connects the symbolism. Washington, D.C. is just amazing with symbolism. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it was designed to be to have the largest home field advantage ever. So and I think it accomplishes that in most yeah, absolute capitals from around the world. It's uh, it's very, very intimidating. <laughs> Even the, Yes. And a lot of these cities turned out to be somewhat intimidating because I had never been to them hmm. in those cities before. So basically I drove down to, from there, I went down to Richmond, Virginia, which Jefferson again, you know, mm -hmm. uh, is, uh, he designed that capital. Right. And when I got there and I, I looked across the street, there was a Baptist church literally within the same site frame, uh, a beautiful Baptist church. Um, so I, I chronicled that and I'm like, well, I'll figure this out later as I go along. Um, I went to South Carolina and Georgia and just started taking pictures, not really knowing how I was going to connect it all other than that's the next state to go to. <laughs> right. And, and so, so how many, how many states did you accomplish in that first trip? Did you get all of them? Or? First, first trip, I got about 20 of them. Basically I went across the South, came up um, through Arizona, hmm. up the Rocky mountains to Utah, um, Idaho, Montana, came back down the other side of the Rockies into uh, Wyoming, Colorado, Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico, and then started back west, uh, east, Oklahoma City, um, up to Jefferson City, Missouri, down to Arkansas, um, and then Mississippi, back into Tennessee, Nashville, which was my last stop right. before I, I, at that point, I was running out of, you know, a little bit of money and just motivation i had to get back home to my family you know sure um but there was a number of spots along the way that were very interesting that really decided how the rest of the trip was going to go um you know i started running across and it's a long much longer story for another time but started running across images and kind of symbols from my mom who had passed 33 years earlier um and in fact, when I got to Oklahoma City, um, that was on the anniversary of the day that she had passed through 33 years earlier and had a whole experience there that was even beyond church and state thing. But it was because I went to go look for a church that was closest to the capital that I ran across this person that really interacted. And I actually write about it in, in my website. Um, thorflanagan.com which actually has a little article about each one of these states capitals with the churches next to it um, and kind of what i found along the way what's the what was the one capital or one and one church that like the, what was the one experience or one state that like most impacted you as far as how you felt about the trip when it was over 
well, it was clearly Oklahoma City uh, because of the connection to my mom. And um, when she passed, and it's actually stayed with me, and it turned into a number of other stories uh, mm-hmm. that I write about from time to time. But was that, that one, and that was, I could not predict that one. Okay. I could have Okay, well, then I was good. That answers my next question. I was going to ask which one surprised you the most. Um, okay, I'll, I'll ask you your opinion. What's the most beautiful state capital and church combination out of all the states? Oh, now that is tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, for different reasons, but Alaska is very interesting. Interesting. Because, well, it's Juneau, Alaska, which mm-hmm. is interesting by itself. You can only fly into it or or ride a cruise ship into it right you can't drive because the lake glaciers completely surround uh where it's located so i was looking forward to just getting there anyway i'd never been to juno um and the building the capitol building for alaska there it's just a big brick building (laughs) nothing outstanding about it and in fact when i was there there were there's construction cranes and all that in front of it, kind of digging up the ground in front of it. And it sits up on a hill. You come up from the harbor and sits up on a hill and you'd miss it if you really didn't know what you were looking for. <laughs> uh, but behind it, uh, one block to the, to the east is our, the Russian Orthodox church. Mm. And it's a beautiful church, beautiful, small little church. And that juxtaposition of the two of them uh-huh. is really kind of special. Um, and then uh, later on, I, I ended up writing about, had to do research on them because after I finished the trip and, you know, about a year later, I actually worked with a, a local newspaper, the Tennessee Star at the time, and just doing some distribution work with him. And after telling him some of my stories, he said, hey, you should write some <laughs> articles about this, you know? And I had never written any articles. You know, I was just the circulation guy at USA. Everybody would always ask me, are you a writer? No, (laughs) not at all. But uh, he said, you should write some articles. So when I started writing articles for it, I had to do a little more research. Once I had all that data, okay, this is the closest church. This is, you know, the capital. How did they get there? Yeah, which one came first, the chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> um, this church or that church. So when I started researching that, you know, I would write an article on it, and he told me to keep it to generally 500 words, you know, which is a challenge. Sure. But that's how I learned more about it. So that dive has just continued ever since. Um, if someone's listening to you right now about this and says, okay, I want to do that, what would be like, or I'm not sure I want to do that, what, what would be like the one thing that you would tell them the reason why you should you should visit all 50 state capitals in the nearest church? What would be the reason for somebody else to do that trip? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that answer actually just came to me probably about a month ago hmm. um, when I was back in Rhode Island visiting family and all that and i happened to uh roger williams national memorial is right down the hill from the capitol mm-hmm. and i had never even known it was there of course until even like three or four years after i did this trip but on one of the trips back as i as you know it's the rabbit hole you just keep going deeper and deeper anyway i got to i got to the national memorial i've been there a couple times but this this time a month ago when i went by there there was a a park ranger there and he was the only one in there and we started discussing roger williams 
and and his search for truth and his search for understanding of you know um all kinds of things but right. you know religion and you know the freedom the liberty of freedom of liberty and uh, as we started comparing notes of what i had found over time and what he had found you know just being the ranger in that facility he goes you know the real story about roger williams is that it's the seeker mm. it's the one just going and you know trying to understand things but being okay with not understanding them <laughs> it's mm. that it's that you know find something that's interesting and in the journey of course like everybody knows the journey is more important than the destination many right. times Right. So it's that journey and it's and it's the looking and the finding and what you find along the way that will totally surprise you and also plug in your pieces of whatever puzzle you're chasing. So, you know, um, if you want to know more about the separation of church and state, to me, um, you really need to dig into it and not get caught on either side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, so so often now we we have to be right. Well, it's a tough one to get to because I think that's what the ranger and I were trying to get to. And he says it's just it's you're trying to learn, mm -hmm. trying to understand, but you have to be okay with not having to get that final understanding, and that's that's really the beauty of it. Yeah. You know, so you know, if you get into Roger Williams at all, which I've done a lot more since. You know, that's a fascinating study on, on how he came over from England and how he, he was preaching in Boston. And, you know, they basically kicked him out because right. he was too many dangerous in, uh, opinions, you know? Yeah. Well, there's um, too, it's too accepting. Yeah. 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 Gary, what's something, uh, what's the next thing you want to cross off your list? What's, what's, the, is, it, is it another 50 stater or is, it, is there something else? What's the next thing you want to cross off? Well, yeah. Um, I'm currently working on um, visiting all the state capitals, which includes all the previous state capitals. Um, I started this just about uh, this time last year. Uh, and I had done a, another 50 state, uh, I guess, blitz run in 2019. I did a solo trip trying to actually break some of the records that have been broken since I came uh, home. <laughs> um, and I guess the solo trip is a, a guy by the name of Barry. Uh, um, oh, I can't think of his last name now. But anyway, uh, Barry with the Extra Mile Club, he had done in, I think, 1998. He had gone to all 50 states in um, eight days and like 16 hours, something like that, solo. <laughs> um, crazy. Uh, so I, I tried to do that, and I didn't quite do that, but I, uh, I did it in nine days in 2019 so last year i'm looking through wikipedia believe it or not and uh just googling different little things and i, I said oh let me state capitals let me just see what they got and mm -hmm. it pops up and it actually shows that they're when i counted them all up 101 state wow. capitals um, because they they switch locations that's what basically what right right and very much like in the East Coast, you, you find some states that have had as many as eight, Georgia. Oh. Um, and that one really fascinated me because I was getting ready to go to Florida that, you know, just about a year ago. And I'm doing that again this weekend. 
I have uh, family down in Florida and then this other little business I do, uh, they have a convention in Orlando. Now I'm going through Georgia and I'm like, they have eight state capitals. Wow. And I'm like, how, what's that all about? So I just dug into it. And um, so I said, I'm going to go to all eight state capitals, wherever they are, and just see what I find. Um, so I did that in like a day and a half. Uh, and just once again, more stories, more right. interesting things. There's two of them that basically don't even exist anymore. They're just willows in a cemetery right. out in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Um, and so I started on this journey and I said, well, I'm going to take my time doing this one. Uh, but my goal is to get to all 101 state capitals. Some of them I've been to, obviously right. the current ones, I've, I've been to all of those, but all the previous ones, yeah, I'm going to dig into it. Very so I started doing that. I've gotten up to 63 so far. And um, I was hoping to do them all in, in last year, right. but basically I'm just kind of doing it on weekends. And when I get a, you know, an extra week that, you know, not committed to anything else, uh, my wife's still working. She still has about another year to go before she retires. So uh, yeah, as, as time allows, um, I've been right. chasing down. So I found all kinds of cool, cool things about some of these <laughs> other capitals. Is there is there anything on your list that is different than doing 50 states? Do you have something on your list that's like completely opposite of that or different than that? Well, it would be what we're doing today, actually. I, I hadn't even thought about it until I'm like, I've never been on a podcast. I've never thought about running my own. People tell me I should run my own podcast because I have all these mm -hmm. stories, um, but I've never really seriously looked at it you know i would i would listen to that podcast I, I, if it was if it was about people in their 50 state travels i would you know interviewing different people doing it i would definitely like be interested in listening to that podcast i actually only have two more states left um and i'm going to be done with my list so i'm, I'm <laughs> i have uh, alaska and north dakota left so i think this summer i'm going to just uh, bite the bullet and uh, go and visit both those in the same weekend and get it done with so yeah, well, that, that could be a little difficult. Alaska and North Dakota is actually, uh, I also belong to this club called the All 50 State Club, mm -hmm. uh, run by Alicia Rovi in, um, out near Nashville. And uh, she gives you certificates and huh. all kinds of stories. She has a Facebook uh, page and they have their own website too. Uh, and it tells about all the stories on how different people do different themes. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. She's a great, great person. Um, and then I'm also involved with the um, Extra Miler Club, which is the club that actually tries to go to all the counties in the United States. Oh, my gosh. 3,142. There's only been like 20 or 30 people that have actually done it. Um, so I'm on that journey as well. Is, uh, I think I'm almost to 2,000 counties out of 3,142. You would think a guy that's done four 50 state trips would have right. more, but it doesn't <laughs> play out that way because extra mileage, you really have to go to some really extremes to get to some of these counties and some of these states. So. That's awesome. But Gary, tell us uh, how we can get more information about you and your trips. You said you had a website. Could you repeat that? And I'll make sure I link it in the show notes um, as we as this gets released. Sure. Um, thorflanagan.com so t-h-o-r f-l-a-n-a-g-a-n 
com. Um, awesome. This is awesome. Yes. Gary, thank you so much for coming and being on the show. You did a great job for your first time. Uh, and I'm sure that the, uh, you'll get lots of other chances to, to tell your stories. Um, and I wish you all the success in getting all those uh, state capitals, the 101 you said. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're very welcome, Roger. I hope to see you in North Dakota and Alaska. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list.